0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversations. I'm your host, Dom. And before we get into this week's episode, we're going to take care of a few church announcements. <sighs> uh, don't forget candles. Candles are for sale. Saint-Angela's.com candles. Also, blog posts will be updated. New posts will be up there as well. So if you want to support, leave a comment, leave a note. Or also buy a candle while you're there. Um, I also still have... Uh, the brand partnership with slide jewels use saint Angeles s-a-i-n-t Angeles a-n-g-l-e-s at checkout to get 30 percent off your purchase you know your first purchase uh cute jewelry there um cute vibey stuff you couldn't shower with it i don't shower with jewelry on period because i don't feel as clean um and with that being said i would like to bring in our guest this week she is an architect, interior, designer. She is a fashionista. She is loud and funny and witty at times. Yes, at times. But most importantly, I know she hates that word, importantly, she is my sister. Welcome my big sister, Janelle Nell, to the stage.
1: I'm funny and witty all the time. I don't know what this at times is
0: but whatever hello sure. everyone <laughs> hey sissy, how are you
1: um i'm good just like i said trying to pack for this trip um while finishing up some last minute work um assignments or i guess assignments Is assignments for work whatever work yeah. tasks <laughs> tasks yes that's the word i was looking Task. for um yeah so you asked,
0: i didn't Okay,
1: um, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. So, nevertheless, um, I'm going to be going out of town for a couple of weeks, so I'm just trying to do some last minute stuff. So, I'm going to be up all night per usual because I've been procrastinating all week. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, I think that always happens leading up to a trip, and then everybody wants to rush and scramble at the last minute. So, you are not al- alone. Um, it's not even trying-
1: that; it's just you know because we travel so much. I am good at packing so the packing part wasn't even like a big deal to me um it was just all the other stuff that i forgot that i had to do um that i could have been doing otherwise so here
0: okay okay well let's get into this week's topic uh we're gonna hop into a controversial topic um hunk for jesus starring sterling k brown and the regina hall Ooh, i almost said don't know. I don't know why Vanessa Williams' name just came to my head all of a sudden. Don't know either. <laughs> me neither. And now your mama is calling me. And um, yeah. And so Sterling K. Brown and Virginia Hall start in this uh, funny, witty, made you think a little bit, made you take a step back and reevaluate your church situation, life, and it has opened to mixed reviews from the average. Christian, can I say that? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, parishioner, <laughs> average parishioner.
1: Yes, yes, the saints is mad. I wouldn't even say it's me. The, the saints in general are very mad at this movie, and I feel as though they missed the point. Um, which I'll get to in a moment, but yeah, I thought it was excellent, except for the ending. Um, do we need to say spoiler alert? I guess we should say spoiler when alert. When we talk we, about
0: certain things, we will say spoiler alert. Well, but I we, need
1: to say if we're reviewing or discussing the entire movie. Yes, if yes. you have you, not you, seen it, pause this, go watch it, and then come Yes.
0: There yes. you go. There we go. Thank you. for Yes. So it opens to mixed critical reviews, you know, our, our Twitter, Facebook every black person you know we love to do a hot take on something and so I would love to discuss this film with you because I enjoy myself I laughed a lot I text you throughout the film and uh felt like there were certain parts that was even relatable to our church um so let's break it down so Janelle welcome again welcome back it's been such a long time how did you feel watching Honk for Jesus? I
1: will say, um, I mean, I felt fine. I didn't feel, I went into it knowing, not 100% knowing what it was, but knowing that it was in some form, a comedy, a satire on, you know, pastors, first ladies in the Black church. I Mm -hmm. didn't know anything about a scandal an allegation anything that was going to be you know discussed in the film mm-hmm. but i just knew those bare bare minimums um i also knew it gave kind of like that reality tv like the office type of mm-hmm. energy where you know there was a lot of um it was like they're being interviewed you know and yeah. so it was you know that's all i knew it initially So in watching it, when you first start, um, you kind of, and again, I watched this like a couple of weeks ago. So bear with me as far as like the order in which things happened. Um, But when they are initially talking about the church or they're interviewing both of them, and then you kind of get like the overview, you get the energy about like the closet that he had at the church with all of the designer labels and all of that, stuff? that. So you kind of knew like, okay, this is one of those pastors who is more than likely misappropriating funds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the church, you know, like, Okay, you have this, you know, especially in these, these mega churches, which we know a lot of pastors get a lot of flag, black and white, because I know mm-hmm. people even have their issues about like Joe Olstein. So Joe Osteen mess. I, exactly. So it's not a it's not a black church thing. It's, it's definitely a church. a church thing. Um, it does not happen in every single church. I want to make that you know, clear. However, it is something that does happen. So, you know, often it it happens often, but I won't, I would not say that it happens more often than not. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think when bad shit goes down, that's all you hear about. Mm -hmm. So it could be one or it could be 10 stories, you know, that they sensationalize where this type of stuff happens. But then there's a hundred instances where that doesn't happen. But of course they're not right, talking about right. it. Nobody right. wanna talk about who's doing right. People want to talk about who do wrong. Yep. So the perception is that this is always the case. When in mm-hmm. reality it's just not. Um so when you see all of that and then you see the whole like news clip of them having whatever allegations. And so I was like, okay, so what are these allegations? Right, um, well, right. Again, they are talking about, and again, I had no background knowledge of what this movie is about, who right. it was referencing or anything. I went right. in completely blind. Um, So I was like, okay, so after seeing, talking about like the helicopter or private plane that he had and you know, looking at all the Prada, the Gucci, all of this. And this is like your, your church closet. This is not even like their closet at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> so i was thinking okay maybe this is what it is you know like you were misappropriating funds people found out you know realize like hey why pastor getting paid so much now that pastor should not get paid do not get me wrong but right. should you be you know like i feel as though you should match your flock and if your flock is struggling going to I don't know, the goodwill to buy things. Not to say that you should be going to the goodwill, but I think it is, It's you know, it should be a little bit more balanced. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. I'm in a goodwill because that means that I am theoretically giving my money to you and I'm still poor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tithing tithing is a tough, tricky situation to navigate for a lot of people because a lot of people give their last now i said god you know i understand the concept but god didn't make me no fool and if my life is about to cut off i might not have that money and like, that's the
1: thing and you know again like if i can see this money being fil- funneled back into the congregation in some type exactly. of way into the community okay but not your closet yes. um so it wasn't until the bedroom scene that it was like, oh, this is what this is about.
0: Yeah. Well, it, for me, uh, sorry to hop in. Go for ahead. me, it was when he touched the guy's face, because for, when I got to the bedroom scene, it confirmed. Now, which guy's face
1: did he touch?
0: The guy that he touched the young man's face, working oh, that, that that was filming. That was, that was later, though. Oh, I thought that happened before. In the gymnasium? Yeah. Yeah, that was later. At that point... Okay, yeah, I thought that happened. happened before, and then I was like, I, I must have dreamt that weird or, or okay. saw that weird. No, that but, happened That happened
1: later in the film. Um, okay. So the bedroom scene that I'm referencing is when, you know, yes. he and his wife, who's played by Regina um, Hall, are, you know, trying to get intimate. And essentially, he kind of like flips her over, I guess. Immediately, i mean, them like, yes, yes. Yeah, and then she says, oh, I, I, was hop- I was hoping we could do it the normal way. Yeah. Or the regular way, normal way. Regular I don't want to say regular way. way. I don't want to say normal because I don't want to, you know, kink, <laughs> shame anybody's kink shame or anything like yes. that. Yes. So the, the regular way, the regular way for them. Yes. So I was like, Okay, so I'm thinking, mm, dudes who always be fucking dudes want to hit it from the back, <laughs> like, and I didn't think, and even in that moment, I didn't even particularly think of anal sex. I was thinking just like the motion of like coming at it from behind, yeah. So and then like the not wanting to see her face, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to
1: say that I mean dog. Get me wrong, doggy style is the move. But I feel like that's usually, <laughs> and again, I don't know how everybody else has sex. The only sex I know is my sex, so that's all I can say. My but, sex, yes, but that's usually not the starter. You yeah. know, we I mean? don't start off sex flipping people over. Like you want to generate some intimacy, like warm me up a bit. Like there's a several steps and several positions before, before. I hit
0: yeah yep. so me personally yes i yes. mean only me so that I was like okay i've seen a porno where it just starts that way right like yeah for,
1: yeah so you know but like <laughs> i said um so in that moment i was like okay now i kind of know what this is about so he fucking it is so the question was <laughs>
0: <laughs> why you gotta
1: say it like that <laughs> so, that's what it is. so my question was okay is, you know, like, is he having sex with younger gentlemen? Like, what, what is the nature of the sex? You know, like, so in the next scene or a scene of two later, you start to hear, like, a, what is that voiceover? That's the word I want to say. You hear, like, the voiceovers where they are, you know, having the legal discussions and the settlement discussions. Um. With these about these gentlemen. And you know, you hear Regina say, you know, they kept reiterating how they were adults. These were adults. They were consenting. consenting, Like they really wanted to drive home, like, this were not children. You know, nobody was uh, taken advantage of in that type of way. You know, these were grown men, younger men, impressionable men, but of legal age. So, you know, that y'all not gonna get us on no child molestation type of thing like that. So, you know, and people getting their settlements and their payouts and all of that stuff. Um, So, and I was just like, whoa, you know, okay, okay, okay. So now I know what this is about. And so even in the scene too, where Regina is at the mall trying to get her new fit, you know, her new hat in preparation for their, you know their big day cuz you know the well, whole part of the
0: $2000 on a church hat but continue i mean you know
1: it was it was bejeweled and bedazzled so that takes a lot of a lot of work a lot of man hours <laughs> but you know you're doing all of this in preparation for them kind of like reopening so that's like the overarching theme of the film is that well that's their overarching theme is that they are reopening the church on Easter Sunday. So after all of this drama has occurred and they have lost their entire congregation, yes. they're even making this film in hopes to garner some type of um publicity in order to bring people back to the church. It's so like,
0: it's like their redemption tour. Exactly. Like their redemption video. But the interesting e- thing, even about that, uh when we see side conversations is that (laughs) are we really redeeming ourselves? Are we just trying to sweep this under the rug? Is there any sense of like remorse or anything? Because as you were speaking about the mall, you know, Regina sees one of the children, one of the men that this happened to, and you see this look of like this person represents a lot of anguish and pain to her and, right. and then, then things that happen to them, you know, however they want to spend it or whatever the interaction was, but you see that come over her face, but the entire time in these side conversations, there's this sort of arrogance about the both of them. Well, yeah. And you know,
1: for, and I will touch on the redemption part a little later, once we kind of get to people's reactions, especially mm-hmm. on the Facebook. Um, but, <laughs> For sure. You know, like Regina's character is so multi-layered in a way that I feel as though many women, and I won't even say powerful women, Uh women who are wives go through because I think there is so much, I won't say pressure, but there is like a pressure like that you feel as a wife, because, like, the notion that society has created is that your role is to be in right. support of your husband.
0: Correct, And, Correct.
1: you know, because it's a whole bunch of women who don't, who go through similar things, whose husbands are regular degular, you know, garbage man, you know. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> and they choose to stay, you know, they yeah. choose to stay because... um so so many things maybe they feel like they have no other options Mm -hmm. maybe they feel as though financially especially if there's children involved that if I leave then what is that going to do to my family um what are people going to think about me um all these different things so Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of pressure that women have to stay together in a you know in a marriage that is not necessarily working out or um You know, not what they thought it was going to be. And then you have the added pressure of being this kind of um, powerful figurehead. You know, you're married to a pastor of a church. You're supposed to present a a united front. Mm -hmm. Um, So you feel like you have to support him by any means necessary. But also pertaining particularly to this character, she is supporting him as a means to an end for her own personal goals, whatever those are, yeah, whether it yeah. be, you know, that she wants her own church someday. Um, they don't really delve into what that is, mm-hmm. um, but you get the sense of, the, of that. Like she has a goal too, whether it yes. is that she wants to benefit from being on the stage and in, in the pulpit. Cause she even says, you know, you know, you need to do this so I could get back up on the stage. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just the cloud of it all, mm-hmm. being in that public eye, being adorned by parishioners, um also the financial benefit of it and the comfortability of being able to go to a store and buy a two thousand dollar hat. Yes. That's not nobody name brand. I mean, I don't know no designer church hats. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it ain't say Gucci, Prada, or whatever. But, you know, it, just because it doesn't have a major, you know, a label doesn't mean it's less doesn't quality than that crap, you know, yes. that like, dollar yes. amount.
0: But That's- so,
1: whatever her goals are, she has her own personal um, things that she wants to get out of their union. And so she stays for that. But it's like, at some point, where does it give? You know what I mean? Just like she asked her mother a conversation that she has with her mother.
0: Which was, about, a, ooh, which was a very interesting, powerful conversation yeah. that is had because it's so much to take away from that moment. Continue.
1: But, you know, but her mother, very, you know, full of toxicity. um essentially Say it one
0: more time.
1: <laughs> all the things that she experienced in her relationship, that she, too, was not satisfied with. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she stayed. And she was, you know, Regina asked, well, when did you stop? At what point did you stop just blindly following, you know, your husband, my father? At what point did you say enough is enough? Um, and she was like, oh, the day he died. I and so she like, was shit. Did- that is crazy, like, and again, a lot of women, a lot, lot of, women, of regular women, regular, yes. will sit up there and let someone suck them dry, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and not, even, not even in marital relationships, it could be any type of relationship where this other person is draining the life force out of you, and you feel this unwavering um, obligation to. Mm-hmm. Stick beside them, no matter what they do, because you have been conditioned to believe that, you know, if you love somebody, you don't leave or you don't yes. run or this yes. what you have to do, yes. or this is just what it is, um, at the detriment to your own happiness, to your own mental health, to your own well-being, because in the end, you are going to get whatever reward you feel like, whatever you know, comeuppance, whatever. You know, blessings, whatever it is that you feel like if I suffer now, I will be, you know, rewarded, rewarded later. In the end, yeah. And it's just like, is that true though? And then, then these people die. And then I, you it, it, then you
0: are left with this like shell of a self. Yeah. It happens quite often, I think, and, and it's still kind of taught in a way where. You know, people say, well, if this person is taking care of the bills, you have food on your table, this is happening. It's just a little, it's just a little tiffy and, you know, he'll get over it at some point and he'll, he'll act right. And it's our generation is realizing that that's a lie. It's all a lie. Right. (laughs) It was all, it was all a lie and they're leaving. And I, the cool thing you know, about a lot of us is that we realize that contrary to popular belief, even if we have kids with somebody, even if we've been married, we felt like we lost ourselves in whatever the situation was. You know, there are a lot of people like finding themselves doing the work and they're like, shit, this I'm about to live my best life for real, for real. I'm live my life for me. Because I think so much of our life is taught that it's about other people and not ourselves.
1: And, and, and that's so, the thing too. And it's like you have maybe, to find balance. And you know when you're on the plane, they tell you to put your mask, your face mask on first.
0: Yep, that's the now. Your
1: oxygen mask on, then you can help somebody. And that's where people have it backwards. Yep. In order for me to pour into you, I have to pour into myself, so Mm -hmm. I can have something to pour into you. Mm -hmm, If mm I am empty, I don't have anything to give. Correct. Or what if, and if I'm giving you something, it's piss poor. Like, mm-hmm. mediocre at best right at best so if i'm my best self i'm able to then give you my best self mm-hmm. but you know people think it's the reverse um so yeah, oh, yeah. Um, she had her own things um but ultimately you know we get through the film um
0: we get and, to a conversation huh and then as we're still going through it we get through, we get to a confrontation.
1: What's the confrontation?
0: Uh, um, when they're outside holding the sign ah. song for Jesus.
1: So, yes. So they're outside honking for Jesus. Now, I can't remember if at this moment um, she has on the mind. Not yet. makeup. Okay. Not yet. Oh, okay, not
0: yet. Not yet. Okay, so...
1: <laughs> you know they're on the side of the road they're doing like this very much grassroots campaign um trying to get people jazzed up about their o- reopening Opening. haunt for jesus you know they're out there trying to um i don't know preach to people um and you know as they drive by mm-hmm. so a car pulls up and it's clearly one of the the victims and they're blocking traffic eventually he gets out Uh so there is like this face-to-face you know it's always more of like a face-off so to speak and the whole time that they are interacting because you really don't know what is going to happen because i'm thinking shoot is this gonna pull out a gun is he gonna try to fight him like what is it about to be and you know he just wanted to say his piece And even still in that moment, um, Sterling's character, whatever his name was, because I don't even remember, he is not acknowledging what had happened, one. Mm -hmm. And all he kept saying was like, I really was trying to help you. I really was trying to save you. You know, um, I really, I really wanted, I really, you know, In all of these things, but he never apologizes.
0: Uh He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to apologize. It
1: wasn't even about being ready. Because there's a thing. It's one thing to be ready to apologize. It's another thing to want to apologize.
0: I don't think he wanted to apologize. I don't think he was sorry. Because he, but his ego was so inflated that what he was doing was not wrong. And that's what I mean. I honestly. I don't think,
1: so, again, I think there's a, other conversations that could be had and that people um, aren't necessarily, or they could be, I don't know, but that, that could be considered. So when we, when we talk about marriages, people have their own personal agreements. So for them, for all we know, him and his wife could have had a conversation, agreement, and a meeting of the minds, like, I am a bisexual man. Occasionally, I would love to be able to explore that side of my sexuality. Uh For all we know, she could have agreed to that. Now, she might not have wanted it, or she could have reluctantly agreed to it, Um, but they could have had some type of understanding. We know, you know, just no different than Housewives of Potomac, you know, uh, Ashley Darby and whatever, Michael, I said all along, they have an agreement, an arrangement. That's why she don't really be mad when people bring this stuff to her
0: because. Yeah. But, but for me, I feel like that wasn't an agreement. I, I feel, definitely think it was. I think the
1: agreement was you could do it, don't be sloppy with it. For
0: Ashley or for, for Ashley. oh, I didn't I don't watch Potomac. I was talking oh, about Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you well know, I'm sorry, Mike. I not an agreement not in the movie. No, but my point yeah. is I don't know if
1: it was an agreement in a movie because that's not something that they talked about, but I'm saying what? it could have been. So, in the regards of him not feeling apolo- being apologetic, you know, like Like they said, in his mind, you know, even though they were, there is a power structure in play where we don't know if he coerced them. And again, the only time we really see him come on to somebody is the guy that you mentioned before. And, you know, he was coming on to him like, to me, anybody would come on to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, he got an energy from him that was clearly, you know, gay people see each other. So he clearly got this energy from him. He felt like he wanted to approach him or at least let him know that, hey, I'm open. If you open, oh boy, shut him down. And that was kind of the end of it. It was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for all we know, that was his approach with these other guys. So for him in his mind, my wife is cool my not cool with my my wife is knows this is something that i do and is has accepted it these bo- these men are men they are 18 plus everybody was consenting adults therefore where have i gone wrong yeah to who you know what i mean And not every Christian has this, you know, thought of homosexuality being a sin, you know, like it's a lot of, it's a lot of gay pastors and all this stuff and people go to their church and go to their congregation and it's not any of these things. So in his mind, he could easily be like, I am, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Everything that I'm doing has been okayed. Mm -hmm. So why am I sorry? what am I doing wrong? So I feel for him, he wasn't apologetic because he wasn't apologetic.
0: Yeah. But also it's like, if you're trying to go on a redemption tour and save face, I feel like part of it, you it's a role that you got to play. Cause just like Rakina, R- Rakina Regina King was Regina Hall was playing this role. um, And, and which also comes to head again, you know, like I said, like in her, her mom face as she is, you know, I've had enough, and I have done this, and I have stood by you, and you I have
1: humiliated myself because, girl, yes. I'm nothing
0: more humiliated than a mom, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So and I would like mind. to stay here before we 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 keep going, Janelle. I wanted to talk to you about the mime thing. <laughs>
1: yes, that was because an you error have. In my life.
0: You have been a mom. Uh, so was it triggering for you in any kind of way or resurfaced any type of memories for you? Because I saw this scene and then I saw you and multiple other people who have been in this space. And I was like, huh? And also the song. So yes. How did you feel? You know, I think
1: um, it was a sign of the times. Um, mine was very heavy in the church Um, not just our church, but many churches, you know, it was a thing. I don't know what I don't even know where it came from. It was like it was like it's a praise dance, but then I don't know where the mime part, like the
0: white, I don't know where that came from. I was like, this just can't be a liturgical dance, and y'all just dances and feel this shit out. I don't know who started that, but it was a
1: thing, like it definitely in the late, like mid. To late 90s, early 2000s. That was what Black churches did. We did mine. <laughs> and, you know, now I will say we did not do ours with like the black eyes and lips and stuff. I feel like that adds an extra layer of c- comedy. Not even comedy, but creepiness. <laughs> like, it's comedy. The whole thing. But <laughs> But you know, so for them to like pull something that was as dated of of an expression of your religion in the manner in which because it was like you were in this, you know your your Sunday's, Sunday's best, and you were doing something, and then you are grown. Like usually, it's rare to see like grown grown people miming. It's usually like what is it? I said it's rare. I didn't say it, ha- it doesn't happen. Okay. I said it is rare. <laughs> but also it it is a, a certain setting in which mime happens. And that setting is not on the side of the road. Correct.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for her to like it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing cuz she not definitely- cuz this is this is 2000 you know this is 2022 um you are a grown adult woman and you are the, the first, lady first lady of the church. It's yeah. not like you some regular, regular. you know, you sitting up in the pulpit. Uh-huh. Well, now I have lowered myself to do this for you. And so it's just like, but I think, I mean, the way that she acted that role was, or that particular scene, like the, the makeup only added to her anguish. Um, that she was feeling so I feel as though which is the point of the mind like you are supposed to get all of that expression in their face like that is the thing like they are acting these you know these emotions out and because their face is made up in like this stark contrast it just accentuates the emotion that they are experiencing so that's what it did in those that scene for her and mm-hmm. then you have to see her in her, like, you know, like I said, her Sunday's best. And then you got this makeup on. It was just like, it was like the low of
0: the low. But she's still. She's stuck beside him. I'm to stick beside him. And and even prior the begging, like, no, 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 no. no. Well, we're not gonna do is this, and then it's that pep talk, like this is gonna help us drive these people back to our church, and then it's like, okay, I want to be in this pulpit, and I'm gonna put this white face on, and I'm going to go to I'm gonna give it my all, I'm going to praise dance to donnie mckirkland or marvin sapp or whoever yeah and then then we had that confrontation and it's like as i'm like you know like getting into it
1: but that's the thing you know she uh she had her own means to an end you know Mm because i think mm -hmm. if she didn't have whatever it was that she was wanting out of all of that i don't think she would have done it correct you know i think that that particular scene you know it brought her to a new low she's already been pretty low throughout (laughs) their relationship but that was just a new one for her to Mm -hmm. kind of process but ultimately she wanted to keep that her eyes on the prize and you know that particular day she showed up but when I was talking about um pretty much we've gone through all the movie uh unless there was another scene that you wanted to discuss
0: uh, but outside of that, I wanted to, I, I would like to talk about like her just, you know, going in, in the, after the mom scene, after the the guy, uh, confronts Sterling and they're, like you said, having that face off and her again, being humiliated and, you know, realizing that this is, this is the life I chose pretty much. And I have shown up for you And you have given me the bare minimum pretty much. And I have stayed. I have stuck around and you have constantly have let me down. And I I think what was interesting about that scene is is that why I felt like it was so loud and powerful. It's like we go back to the, the, the different dynamics and how women view relationships versus men and a lot of people's identity living in their partner. And that's what I kind of got from that scene a little bit too. And I was like, damn, not having mm-hmm. self-esteem is a motherfucker a little bit. Wait, and not saying that she, I said not had, like having like lower self-esteem for you to feel like this person and why this thing, whatever he is doing, puts and instills value into you and makes you feel seen. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, that and, that, and
1: that could be true in some people's cases. I think for her though, It was a combination of things. Uh, To the point I was making about the the notion of redemption. One, I can't even say that they were, I feel like she was on a redemption tour for his sake, for for him, Uh like, but he was not on a redemption tour. I feel like he was very Uh much delusional and, um, because again, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He was not apologetic. He did not um, think he was doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. This, what has happened, was a cause of his reactions or his actions. And because people did not necessarily agree with it, this has happened. But I don't think you know. I think for him, it was just like we we reopening the doors to the church, and whatever we got to do to bring people back, that's what we will do even though it she is. was always like, he's learned his lesson. He's not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like she was the one who was saying that he was sorry and that mm-hmm. he has changed. He mm-hmm. mm-hmm. never said that. Nope. And that is evident by the fact that he pushed up on uh, the little crew. The crew, for the crew yeah, member. Yeah. So, you know, he, there was no lesson. So when I start to get into, you know, people's, um, I guess, review or feedback um, or thoughts about the film and how they, you know, people was giving it a thumbs down. Or like I said, the saints was, you know, too dumb sound um, on this movie. Crosses down. So one particular person um, who is a pastor of the church, who was younger, had commented about, you know, like, wow, this this film mirrored, you know, uh, Eddie Long. And again, I don't know nothing about what Eddie Long did or didn't. Clearly, he did the same thing. Is this, a, you know, I don't be deep in church uh, celebrity gospel singers or church people. I, you know, I go to ch- I go to church when I go to church. That's about it.
0: Uh, <laughs> when was the last time that you've done that? I'm a heathen. I, I
1: don't deny that. Um, but that I'm just not of that world in that way. Yeah. So let me put it like that. So um, you know, while acknowledging that this is something that occurs in the church, he was like, you know, the movie missed a huge aspect of the church, and that, you know, the redemption that God offers. And all of these, you know, like forgiveness, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. all of these different, um, you know, like the positive attributes of the church. And I was like, you know, to me, I'm like, but the thing is, you talk about the church offers forgiveness, but did he ask for it?
0: And that's what I wanted and to say so really like, because know, I felt that. Throughout the course, and even the conversation that you and I had, I said, but he never moved as if he wanted forgiveness. It was like, I'm this person. This is what I did. That's what happened, and we're just not going to talk about it, and I want y'all to come back. And like you said, it was more so of Regina Hall's character saying he has learned his lesson. He was still moving about very... Like he had this arrogance about him, yeah. And that just and I think for me, I feel like part of the issue with some of the commentary I was seeing is that these people are human,
1: that's and what I
0: and, and and that I think that's the kicker right here. I think a lot of people had an issue is because it brought a lot of different problems, like you said. You still was appropriating church funds, like you said. Our church knows about that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, different aspects, different affairs, different things that are happening within the church. And we all just turn the other cheek. And I feel like seeing it on the screen like that big screen, whether you saw it at home or in the theater. You had to really kind of sit with that and and recognize that this is the reality. Like you said, for some people now you might not understand it because that's not the life you live in, but this is, these are things that happen and you know, people don't like the truth.
1: Well, and I think that's a lot of people who are either of the church or not the church. You have a lot of Mm -hmm. people who leave the church for those very reasons um, because they feel like these people are supposed to, be you know they're supposed to be christ Uh and while people are supposed to strive Uh to be christ we were never intended to be because Uh if we if Uh we were all intended to be there jesus would have never died for our sins correct correct so the whole point like i died to save you you know i sacrificed myself in order for you to be saved. Yes. You know, like that meant, like, and you did that BC, you know, like, <laughs> from, you, know, <laughs> you know, like when Christ came, you know, so you did this at the, you know, so that meant I didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So you died for somebody's sins who has lived thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. after you. Uh So if that was the case, then that would have never needed to happen. The thing is, it's like people are human. Yeah. People are human. Uh People are human. People are human. And you are supposed to believe in the word, Uh not the people. Yes. Right. And so, you know, but... But that's just me. That's how I feel about it. That's how I take religion. That is, you know, how I approach things. I know everybody, there's a lot of people who will just blindly say and do what pastors say and do. Yep. Um, and think that that is what God wants, Um, it's supposed to be. And I just don't, I personally don't believe that. No, you know and when man gets involved that's when the word gets muddy anyway which is why we have so many different variations of the the same bible yeah everybody takes what they want they leave what they want um they believe what they want they like oh well, that was in the old testament you know like people there's books in the bible that you know got x out the bible um there's so many different. Everything gets lost in translation. There's different languages that you know. So it's so many. And it's different how people are also
0: interpret it too. You know, yeah. Right, Joel what- Osteen does say, you know, pretty much to like read the read the word, getting a good Bible based church, and you you know, and like go from there. It's not like he and I can fuck. I, sorry, I didn't mean to curse and say well I mean they had time. a whole scene
1: in the movie when they say look if you book so they did
0: <laughs> but it's but that's also but that I think that people have to read that's why reading comprehension skills are so important because if you take the time and really break down what is being said like like we talk about that uh you know when kev was like oh i thought we couldn't go to the movies because it was a sin like our pastor said it was this and this is how i was living and that's not true and he was projecting people do that a lot when it comes to just basic things and so it's a way to for me i feel like in a sense to manipulate and control so it's up to you to do the extra work the extra study yeah let's see how you can relate to that and but a lot of people are lazy and they won't do that and so now we have these conversation topics about this movie that is clearly satire that clearly triggered a lot of people is blasphemy now
1: yeah and the reality is like i said people be acting like that and it's just like how yeah. about you don't do that then Yep. like it's, it if it's that simple wrong then you don't act like that but you yep. know and again, and it's a film. It's for entertainment purposes, and it's a satire, which means it is an exaggeration of true events. But mm-hmm. you know, it is skewed in the way in a way that is, you know, comedic, um, and you know, like bigger than life. Mm-hmm. So you know, it may not have occurred at that level, but it right, still would right. not happen. And so. I think the best way to even just be able to approach these types of conversations is acknowledge that this is a thing and it is a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had a problem before um, these quote unquote, inappropriate relationships with him. And I wouldn't even say quote unquote, because obviously the, the men who were involved in these relationships i do want to talk about that too you know like i said he was thinking because he is you know everybody was of age everybody consented mm-hmm. you know that i did not trick anybody mm-hmm. they were still younger you know and impressionable people impressionable um felt taken advantage of mm-hmm. um you know i feel like there was on there was certain and they really didn't get into the background of the kids but usually when things like yes. that occur yep. there's a certain type that mm-hmm. you know people will go for they will mm-hmm. go for the vulnerable um emotional you don't want to negate their experience or whatever psychoses that they could have gone through correct involved in that situation because again we did not see the nature no, no. of the relationship correct. so we only know it from his side but obviously, if all of this was happening and particularly with the guy who confronted him. Mm-hmm. And because I think that was the one who did not take the settlement. Okay. Yeah. So it was one of the because I think it was five gentlemen. He was one who did not take it. So obviously he had some other issues. Um he loved
0: him. He was in love with him. That's how I felt. Maybe. I I felt like that him not taking it made me feel like he was like in love with him. Maybe he was selling him a dream and nothing came of this or whatever. And and, and it was like the look, the pain in his eyes just looked like you took advantage of me. You lied to me. I'm hurt. And now I'm all like fucked up about this. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, and a lot of times like people feel like they're the only one.
1: Yeah. And, he, and
0: him not being the only one probably really just just made that pain even, yeah. you know, more for him. True. Yeah. So which is why, like I said, when you saw that happening and then we're in the background, you're looking at Regina Hall, you know, at another angle. It's like, my God, like she's seen. And you, you even felt like that for her husband because he you know, you see him get emotional with this, you know, young man. And his eyes water. He doesn't necessarily cry, but you see that emotion that come, is coming to head with him. So it it was a lot. And I I felt like the people in the part church- Part of me
1: felt like that was a show. Like Part of me felt like he really wasn't emotional. I feel like he just was either maybe wanting him
0: to feel like he was. Uh-huh. And so he put on a show. I don't know. There's something there that just seeing- regina you know at that different angle when they stay show her and then watching it back i was like shit you know so
1: i'll have to see it again like i said i only watched it that one time like three years ago so
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but like i said like i I just again like you know people in church like now we have this situation that's happening and it's similar to the, the eddie long thing in real life like he never really acknowledged or said that he did anything wrong it was just like these people was you know Like like this, you know, pastor, they were consenting. They knew what it was. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's like, who was to say that you was doing wrong?
0: Yeah, so.
1: According to who? (laughs) Because again, like I said, if you were following your own set of guidelines that, you know, like in theory, like, okay, having affairs and stuff, especially when you are in high power positions, I Mean or ha- is having an affair against the law? It is against your marital law,
0: yes. That's what you agreed to, yeah. So I don't know, I don't know. It's but you said you didn't care for the ending. Um, what would you it have just changed?
1: Hanging like, okay, this car pulls up. You know, you have the the same lone five parishioners who have who seem to have never left, you know, the, the I'm a stick beside them um <laughs> congregation that shows up, but then you see the car show up. And I can't remember if it was the same car that rolled up on them before. Uh-uh, it wasn't. Okay. And then you're doing these donuts in the parking lot. And then that's it. So I'm like, I mean, is somebody gonna shoot up the club? Like, what is that's what I was waiting for. Second I'm going to roll the window down and go shoot it up like-, like what is happening? And like the way that it ended, it just left it so open like it honestly felt like to be continued. Right. Like is this going to be a you know in the next episode will you know like give us some um a conclusion kind of wrap this up? And it it didn't leave it open in a way that left you speculating. So did people show up? Did people not show up? Like, it didn't feel like that. It just felt incomplete. Yeah. I mean, I mean. felt like the last, you know, Lord of the Rings where they just like, we just stopped it. You know, the other Lord of the Rings. (laughs) They made it, even though it was three parts, you know, the other ones, it felt like, okay, even though, we are continuing the story we are giving you an ending to this movie but the first film it was just it just looked like they just pressed stop like we reached the three hour mark stop oh
0: yeah yeah i fell asleep that's a bad reference if you but that's um, what you think of but you I, I felt like, okay, these these people are not, I'm a, uh, they're not coming back to the church. They have all merged and dispersed to different, you know, churches. There's a new church that had gained like all these, you know, additional members once the scandal broke out after they had to close the church down. And, you know, maybe even that, like them, shut, you know, closing the doors to the church. You know, as they were going through this trial, made the it, you know them feel like he admitted guilt and you know indirectly, and maybe he should have kept the doors of the church open because I don't be knowing churches to close their doors in the midst of scandal. Like when I think about a lot of the stuff, church has never paused so to shut it down. So which well, day-
1: I don't. But do they say that they shut it down? Like yeah mm-hmm. they
0: said they said that like this is the that's why the Easter Sunday was a big deal, and then they really needed people to come back because they had no no no, no,
1: no. that's me. and that's what I'm saying. Like so they had if they were under this investigation and scrutiny, I could see because, you know, you have all like the press and all the best stuff. So I could see them shutting the down the church during that time like closing the doors because that will be prime opportunity for people to be just be coming in and like ambushing you. So I can hella see them shutting down the church. Um, yeah.
0: But I, I, I know in the, the typical At least if they will
1: not be in the pulpit.
0: Yeah. Somebody else. I, I think that's probably what they should have. Like, okay, we're going to have an interim pastor come in. uh, and, and that, and because those brief moments, the, how people are just set up in general, when it comes to, whether it be church or, or you know how people feel like they window is only so big when it comes to certain things like you have to i i, I felt like they probably could have had somebody else come and that yeah. could have been prime time for home girl you know maybe if she wanted to preach to fully step into it but he was just fully gone but, again, and but she had to stay beside him you know? and then this
1: was you know you were just as culpable as he is because you were helping cover it up, or you you knew that it was going on.
0: Uh-huh. So it's like, dang why Why do men always got to shit where they work or where they lay? What's that? What's the What's the metaphor? Where you eat, yeah, shit where you eat. Fun? Do you, I'm you saying, okay? I was like, do you know anything about that, Janelle?
1: I'm just saying, as a person who always has liked the idea of an inner office affair, I get it.
0: Huh. Mm-hmm. well as somebody who's had Never several inner office, office but... it would just be mediocre and i am just be like I like you for this moment and now you're trying to make this something serious and I was having a good time
1: it but, gets but it's up.
0: fun though yes maybe somebody eating you out on your lunch break in the car could be considered fun but I was like ah okay. Shit. well Janelle thank you for coming back it's been a long time <laughs> it been a long time. Um, tell the peoples where they can find you and how they can, you know, pay for a service from you as well.
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Janelle Lovings. Um, my website is JanelleLovings.com. If you have any
0: interior design needs, I am here to be of service. And don't be sending her a million questions. Pay her for her services. It is not free and it is not cheap labor.
1: Please. <laughs> um, you can send with- me questions, but I, I I charge you for those as well. So,
0: <laughs> Listen, pay her her worth. And don't forget, guys, to like, subscribe, and share the podcast uh, with all your friends. Uh, hit the like button if you can't buy a candle. A simple share helps us out a lot here. Um, and we will catch you here next week. Thank you. Bye.